0: It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson.
1: For those of you who are just joining, I'll just explain to those who are just listening for the very first time. Um, I'm a talk show host. I'm a comedy writer. And I wrote for Rush Limbaugh for a number of years, some of the biggest comedy on Rush's show for over 20 years of my life starting as a kid right out of college. And uh, I remember, uh, this is way back in 1989 or so, uh, I started writing for Rush and uh, sent some material his way because there was a connection there. Um, it is a thrill for me because this is a big deal. Uh, noon to 3 Eastern Standard Time is a, is a time on the radio that was owned in a way that no one will ever own talk radio again. Not only own it, but reinvent talk radio, uh, reinvent uh, the thought about politics in this country, bring conservatism to the fore. And there are so many things that I can't get into right now because it would be the entire show as to the difference that Rush Limbaugh made, not only on radio, but in the political sphere, in the culture sphere, and around the world. I believe that he helped to shape politics that changed the world. One of the things that I would absolutely say Rush Limbaugh had a hand in was his impact on the year that Democrats lost Congress for the first time in 40 years. That was 1994 in the middle of Bill Clinton's first term, the midterms. I 100% attribute that victory for Republicans to the Rush Limbaugh program. I really do. His impact was profound. A lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, as Newt Gingrich and the Contract with America, that came later. And I think that also came from the influence of Rush Limbaugh. So this is a big deal to me. And I promise you, as you join the show, that I prepare like you wouldn't believe for this show, and my goal every, every single day is to do my best to inform you, although most of you already are so well-informed, and a lot of times you, you will inform me of things because you're plugged in and you care. You plugged in, and you care about the country, and you care about your fellow man, and that's why you pay attention. You don't just watch fluffy news programs in the morning when they do delightful summer recipes. Oh, my God, can you believe it? I know this whole Ukraine thing. How will it affect, you know, whatever, my, uh, my food selection at Whole Foods. Will I be able to get my rutabagas at, uh, at Whole Foods? No, no, no. We don't do that stuff, and neither do you. So, welcome to the show. Let's start off with this, because, you know, we're talking a lot about Ukraine, we're talking a lot about Russia, and I I made myself very clear yesterday that uh, Vladimir Putin is done. He needs to be done on the world stage. There is no place in a civilized world for this man to live anymore. Uh, The same goes for President Xi, although I don't see that happening anytime soon, because we have a president who's in bed with with him figuratively. That said, some other things that are going on. All Trump-endorsed candidates won in Texas primaries or in first place in the runoff. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick announced that Trump went 12-0 in his Texas primary endorsements. He said, I'm very proud to tell you that every candidate I asked you to endorse one or is solidly in first place going into a runoff. You were 12-0 with your Texas endorsements last night from my list of recommendations. Your key endorsements of strong conservative candidates who believe in the MAGA policies, who worked very hard for months, was a winning combination over their opponents. And by the way, no matter what people like Adam Kinzier and Liz Cheney say Trump will be the candidate. So just end the the nonsense. Uh, Mitch McConnell Instagram, I know you're thinking about it. Uh, I know that um, uh, uh, Mitt Romney, you're thinking about it. You're thinking that uh, we need to move on from Donald Trump. Uh, I hate to tell you this ain't going to happen. And that includes with the the brilliant, uh, by the the brilliant uh, governor of, uh, of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, I think, had the uh, the quote of the day yesterday, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. And I and I bring this up because he will be the vice presidential candidate. I know two white guys, how horrible, how very racist. Maybe Ron DeSantis can uh, claim to be trans or something before the election. Election. Regardless, just two white guys. Who cares? Uh, but they are conservatives. They are uh, patriots. And here's what Ron DeSantis said yesterday. He was at a he was at an event where a bunch of school kids were uh, standing up beh- behind him. You know. And they were wearing masks, <laughs> and, and this this really gets to me because my daughter is uh, 16 years old. She goes to a high school where they've been forced to wear masks. They don't have to wear masks anymore, but I still see kids coming out of the school, walking by themselves, like Joe Biden walking out of the helicopter into the White House on Monday, <laughs> wearing a mask even though he's by himself. Literally yesterday, a kid walking to school by himself, and I wanted oh God in heaven, I wanted to just roll down the window and say, Hey kid, yeah. You can take your mask off. But I didn't, because I want to be cool, and I don't want to be that dad at my daughter's school that embarrasses his daughter, so I let it go. But here's Ron DeSantis yesterday.
2: you not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take <laughs> it off.
3: Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we've got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you
1: want to wear it, fine,
2: but this is, a, this is
1: ridiculous. He said we've got to knock it off with this COVID theater. bravo, bravo bravo and that is a i guess kind of a metaphor for throwing off government bs let's hear it again in all of its glory you do not have to wear those masks i mean please take
2: (laughs) it honestly
3: it's not doing anything and we got to stop with this COVID theater
1: it's honest it's not doing anything and we've got to stop with this covid theater so if you want to wear it fine but this is a this is ridiculous and a heavy sigh
2: (laughs) <laughs> all right
1: well it's good to be at U.S. there you go it's good to be here ladies and gentlemen uh, that is just absolutely wonderful i have got a bunch of stuff with regard to kids what mass and shutdowns have done for kids in america we'll get to that later on the show got a lot of stuff to get to as far as ukraine uh more with uh, joe biden uh, post sotu the so to the state of the union um and uh for instance back to uh texas Patrick noted that he received more votes than any person on the ballot entering uh, ending with 1.4 million votes 300,000 more votes than that we received in the 2018 primaries that's for uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick uh, and they didn't even need to have Zucker Zuckerbuck's buying unmonitored ballot boxes that were stuffed almost 100% in the favor of this guy it's crazy, it's weird right? how a real election actually can turn out uh, people who care about the country and, and Republicans and Trump uh, Trump uh, acolytes can win other examples ryan gillen former border region democrat he became republican won 54 percent of the vote in a three-way race ken paxton came out in first place will face texas land commissioner george p bush in a uh, runoff in may got a text from him this morning congratulating more victories of trump endorsed candidates per dan patrick kevin sparks oil man west texas won a four-way race with 54 percent of the vote that doesn't happen in four-way races Governor Abbott won 66% in an eight-way race. He is going to be running up against uh, Beto O'Rourke, who is going to do the biggest waste of money in the history of politics because he's going to get his arse handed to him. All right? Uh, Glenn Hagar won easily a two-way race. Angela Paxson won 65% in a two-way race. Uh, and uh, there you go. So a lot of uh, really exciting things out of... Uh, out of tejas if you will and good news if you're a trump supporter and more importantly it's not about being a trump acolyte it's about believing what he stands for it's about supporting a president who did what he said he was going to do and he did it well that's what it's about and if you aren't a trump supporter you have nothing to fear he's not a totalitarian he's not trying to take over anything if you notice during his first, and uh, which will be first, and he will have a second term, uh, he actually got rid of two regulations for every government regulation that was imposed or created. Uh, among other things, he, he brought unemployment down to record levels for blacks and Hispanics, more women in the uh, workforce. I could go on and on. You don't have anything to fear. You do have to fear from a man who has his hand on the nuclear button who can barely speak. As far as Ukraine is concerned, if you've been paying attention, um, it is a a slaughter uh, as far as the number of people who have died. Uh, Even Russian um, uh, media is reporting that uh, there are a number of Russian soldiers who've died. Now, they're saying about 600, and uh, Ukraine is saying much more than that. Uh, The U.S. believes um, the toll is uh, 6,000. Uh, Russian troops. Uh, America says, and American authorities believe, the toll is 6,000 troops. Now, if this is the case with regard to Russia, this is huge. This is a, this is a very, very, very big loss. Does it mean that Russia won't bowl over Ukraine and kill tens of thousands of people? No. No. Does it mean that we have to support Ukraine in every way, shape, and form possible, including uh, financial and military aid? Oh, yeah. Boots on the ground from us? Uh, no. No. So uh, uh, the first Ukraine city has fallen to Putin's control. Uh, it is called Kherson. And the mayor is told uh, residents to obey the invading soldiers and begs troops not to shoot civilians. But, uh, you know, considering um, this man's... Um, past uh killing civilians is not a big deal killing civilians is a a way to psychologically traumatize the population and make them compliant so uh by the way russia is floating the possibility of a ceasefire with talks with ukraine scheduled for thursday which is today generally if you're calling for a ceasefire it means you're losing uh, so I don't know what to draw from this. I, I don't think it's the case right now because some some cities have been overrun. Uh, Russia has incurred some losses. I get it, but uh, I don't believe they're, they would be calling for a, a ceasefire because they feel like they're losing. We'll see. Again, we are, are following the stories as close as possible and, uh, and learning things and trying to weed through uh, whatever, you know, truth or untruth is out there. I don't like to use misinformation and disinformation because those are Stalin-esque terms. Uh, used by Joseph Stalin, by the way. He had a department of uh, misinformation, and, uh, and people went to jail for uh, saying things that were uh, against the, the government narrative, which is what they would do here if they could. And I'm talking about Democrats the mainstream media and big social media. Putin's uh, foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, likened the U.S. to Nazi Germany. Here is Sergei Lavrov on the United States. Here's what he has to say about us.
4: I want to make some comparisons. Back in the days Napoleon and Hitler had a goal to subjugate Europe. Now Americans did so, of course. In NATO, there are not. Even when, when
1: do we, when do we subjugate uh, Europe? I think we saved Europe's behind a couple times last century. May, is that just me?
4: Any issues about it? But the EU was shown its place, and the Nord Stream story has demonstrated very well. What and I
1: hate to use a cliche, but uh, Europe would be speaking German if it wasn't for us. How about that?
4: Is the true place of the EU in the global arena. They were simply forced to do this and currently when conversations are going on and there are demands from the western capitals, this is creating a picture at the global arena.
1: Blah, 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 blah. Here's a little more from Sergei Lavrov talking about uh, World War III. Now, they they put their uh, their nukes on alert the other day and now he's acting like it's high fault.
0: Secretary hey
1: another translator or he's identifying as a man
0: said that she's ready she is for a conflict between NATO and Russia and Mind your president's statements. Mr. Biden's statements when responding to a question Whether there has been any alternative to the sanctions from hell so-called He said that the only alternative is the the third world war and it only can be a nuclear war But please mind that it is in the minds of the Western politicians that they... This is
1: a classic uh, Stalin-esque USSR kind of propaganda saying the opposite of what is true, which is kind of what our media says.
0: Keep returning to... And the Democrat Party. ...the nuclear war. It's not in our minds, so we will not allow any provocations...
1: Yeah, but you also said you weren't going to uh, invade Ukraine. I don't know, maybe just a couple of weeks ago. So uh, really can't believe a thing you have to say. And I might also mention you really can't believe a thing that Joe Biden has to say, to be quite honest, because he's told us a lot of things. Uh, uh, wear masks or you're a ne- uh, Neanderthal. The, and things like uh, getting the vaccine will prevent you from getting sick, among other things. Oh, yeah, and then he was going to stop the virus. Uh, all of those things, um, not necessarily true. Um, Ukraine has uh, said that the kill squad sent to a SNA, the president, um, that ha- that has been destroyed, okay? Uh, the President Zelensky, uh, they apparently had sent some of these uh, special forces, the Kadriovites, I guess, highly skilled paramilitary organization out of Chetnia, <clears throat> semi-autonomous Republican Russia, and so they often uh, carry out violence at uh, Russian Vladimir Putin's request, I don't know, maybe he just put some, uh, some uh, radioactive isotopes in his tea. But uh, apparently uh, Ukrainian leaders were tipped off about the assassination plot by a group of uh, sympathetic Russian agents with the enemy's uh, enemy country's federal secret service and anyway. So that apparently has been put out. Um, who knows, to be quite honest. Um, I will give the man some kudos for not escaping Ukraine like so many have, like the uh, so-called president of Afghanistan who flew the coup out of Afghanistan when Joe Biden unceremoniously and uh, uh, failingly... Not really a word. Uh, withdrew our troops from Afghanistan. So uh, you know we'll see <clears throat> how this pans out. But he is—he's uh, a brave man, and he didn't leave the country with uh, a helicopter full of cash. Let's move on to our Vice President Kamala Harris. For you new listeners, I like to uh, have her.
2: She's side, but won't go to the border. Make a point with humor. From Mexico, she stays so very far. Come on. She doesn't seem to care about law and order. Sing along. Come Responsibility, she's always shirking. She's kind of a dingbat, too. Maybe she's relaxing in some spa. It's <laughs> seldom that you'll ever see her working. Come along. The borders aren't. Come along. It's a mystery. She's also in charge of the Ukrainian border. That Kamala. How'd that work out? Kamala could somehow become the VP. You know she wants to move into the White House. (laughs) Sure. She can't wait to become the left's new star. Disaster it would be, what a tragedy If somehow she became the president Miss Kamala There you go.
1: You know, I was singing the other day just uh, off the radio and and, uh, I was thinking, do do the best and brightest, uh, do they work in Washington? And then I kind of got to thinking, well, yeah, just a few of them. Because, honestly, we are not being led by the best and the brightest. I mean, we are not. If you, if you look at the grand scope of things and the grand scheme of things and all the inventors and the brilliant scientists and, and uh, creative individuals out there and, and people who run companies and whatnot, and then you look at Washington, D.C. Do you think, Bill, listen, Bill, I almost said Bill Clinton. Do you think that Joe Biden could be the CEO of Apple right now? Uh, do, you, do you think that Kamala Harris, as the second most powerful person in the world, I guess, dear God, never help us, could be in charge of uh, you know, like uh, you know, what Amazon, or or Nancy Pelosi, the third most powerful person in the United States? Do you think that she could actually run a company? No. And yet they're in charge of a government that regulates all of those. It, it is really quite remarkable. And uh, Kamala Harris is clearly someone who is, uh, is a sheltered individual. She's not lived much of a life outside of privilege, by the way, despite the, you know, the color of her skin, uh, which would say she's not white privileged, but does not have an inkling what's going on in the world and what's going on in your and my world. For instance, I'm dreading going and filling my car with gas today. The other day I filled my car's, my wife's car with gas. It was $24 more than it was last year. Then the, the, it was 32 last year. Add 24 there you go. So I'm not looking forward to taking my car in a day. And we're all concerned about oil prices. You and I are. And they're saying, and I don't doubt this, and I, I don't doubt this at all. And will $7 gas prices cause the government to do something meaningful about releasing our energy reserves? I hate to tell you this, but no. Here is Kamala Harris with what they're calling a word salad. A word salad on uh, NBC talking about gas
5: prices. Where it hurts is to go after his oil and gas sector. And some senators agree, Republican and Democrat.
1: You see, like, uh, by by buying oil from Vladimir Putin at this point, it's like still investing in German industry while Hitler is waging war in Europe.
5: Uh, Senator Joe Manchin, for example, mentioned that the U.S. is still currently buying approximately 600,000 barrels of of crude and uh, other petroleum products every single day is that on the table is that something that the administration would continue c- would consider in terms of further sanctions cutting? now
1: realize that uh, Kamala Harris is going to talk now With Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, when you hear her talk, you lose IQ points, okay? Literally, you'll get dumber. And if you listen to her for an extended amount of time, the only thing that will remain is the autonomic breathing system in your body, just enough intelligence to keep you alive. You can recover. With Kamala Harris talking, you'll get confused. So if you're driving, you might want to pull over. Uh, you know, if you're just in the office, just kind of stop doing what you're doing because you may send an email you don't want to. You will get confused.
5: Here she is. Off the oil and gas uh, part of the economy for Russia
6: well as you know that on this issue for example we applaud germany in terms of what it has done as it relates to nord stream 2 as it relates to what we need to do domestically as well as as what we need to do in terms of this issue generally we have as the president said uh, reevaluated what we're doing in terms of the
1: strategic oil reserve
6: here in the united states
1: oh yeah i see what you know what uh, What uh, Germany's doing is they're they're shutting down that Nord Stream 2 from opening. And, And what we should do is take the pipeline that Joe Biden shut down and open it up. Uh, and not tap into our strategic reserve, which is for emergencies
6: states to make sure that it will not have an impact or we can mitigate the impact on the American consumer uh, but what, let's what? let's take this one step at a time, understanding okay. that right now on yeah. the issue of energy what? our allies have stood firm and unified in a way that many of the pundits didn't predict would happen um, to ensure that we are we are unified in our approach to this issue
3: That's-
1: okay. Um, you know, it's remarkable that uh, people can speak for extended amount of times and not say anything, and, uh, and I think she did a great job. She did a great job. Uh, really shouldn't surprise any of us because, uh, you know, she uh, she said this when she was explaining Ukraine to us a couple of days ago. She was on a, on a radio show called The Morning Hustle, everybody.
2: If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States.
1: Now, this is the same kind of lingo your parents might have used for you when you were... I don't know five talking about how mommy and daddy had had you
6: so ukraine is a country in europe it exists next to another country called russia russia is a bigger country russia is a powerful country russia decided to invade a smaller country called ukraine so basically that's wrong
1: okay thanks Appreciate that. And and finally, here's Vice President Kamala Harris talking about people struggling. Again, somebody who's been a very, very sheltered life, has no understanding of what you and I are going through. Let's talk about high priorities when it comes to inflation. The new CBS poll found yeah. 70% of Americans disapprove of the administration's handling of it. If you handed a gas pump handle to Kamala Harris, she'd stick it in her ear she'd have no idea where it goes. Inflation. What do you say to those people who
6: say gas prices are just too high, I can't get peanut butter, everything costs more.
1: What are you going to do? Listen, people are struggling. I think we should tap into our strategic peanut butter reserve. Actually
6: working people in terms of the, the price of gas and food and, and the the reasons include what we need to do to address what happened through, through the pandemic in terms of supply chain issues, um,
1: which was a reduction of the availability of goods and so the prices went up. No, no, that's actually not not happened in all countries that are supp- are experiencing supply chain issues like uh, Japan. Uh, Inflation is not through the ceiling. Other- Otherwise, you'd see inflation rates around the world going through the ceiling. We're the only one.
6: We also need to deal with one of the biggest issues, which is the cost of living. It's too
1: expensive for working families. Okay, hold on. She's saying that we got to reduce the cost of living. Hold on. ...ability
6: of goods, and so the prices went up. We also need to deal with one of the biggest issues, which is the cost of living. It's too
1: expensive for working That's right. You just need to lower the cost of living, and everything will be fine. Let's take a break. <laughs> Hey, guys, Rob Carson for Gold Co. I got a warning for you, in case you haven't figured it out already. Inflation and tax hikes are Biden's only way out of a nearly $30 trillion debt. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, your money is at risk. They're looking at it. The federal government is looking at your 401k, your retirement, licking their chops. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com, get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com. My friends at Gold Co. will give you up to $10,000 or more in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation and tax hikes. So what are you waiting for? Do this today if you get some time, okay? Go to retirewithnewsmax.com. That's retirewithnewsmax.com. Uh, also, want to mention that uh, Germany has snatched a six hundred million dollar yacht from a Russian oligarch, and apparently, a bunch of the Russian oligarchs are—they're known for their uh, for their uh, yachts. This is a six hundred million dollar uh, boat, ship, whatever. It's called the Dillbar, and it was being refitted in a German shipyard. And uh, this guy is one of the twenty-six individuals uh, targeted by a batch of EU sanctions on Monday. Uh, This guy is – and this is uh, kind of interesting this is what the United States, at least what Democrats, want the United States to become, and we're well on our way. If you look at uh, how we've got these uh, uh, literally oligarchs in industry like um, Mark Zuckerberg – who can put $400 million into elections in largely Democrat counties to sway the election and then be invited to the White House multiple times to kind of arrange uh, things. And then also, all the while, our politicians like Barack Obama, like uh, Bernie Sanders, have gotten incredibly rich, Uh, Nancy Pelosi, incredibly rich, even though they haven't built anything, done anything, brought anything to market. They've just been in government. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the oligarchy. Welcome to the oligarchy. Barack the Obama only has $30 million worth of homes. Uh, if he could have a $600 million yacht, I'm sure he would. So, uh, Joe Biden, this <laughs> is uh, very frustrating for me because I've always said from the get-go that uh, masks and many of the mandates that we had in this country were bullcrap. And I was right. I was right about all of it. Uh, we just discovered John Hopkins University, Johns Hopkins Said that the shutdowns were meaningless. Essentially, that story disappeared pretty quickly. And if you, if you just look at the statistics, uh, you you look at the fact that we've been having college football games and whatnot, even in the height of the pandemic uh, for the last year, and there have no been been no gigantic, massive. Outbreaks of the virus, no super spreader events and all of this stuff, and no mass graves behind Walmart where people actually went to work for a good, you know, six months or so without masks at all. And then they had to wear masks, and sometimes they still do wear masks. And where are the mass graves behind my daughter's school? 2,600 uh, people, uh, uh, students, faculty, and staff there. Nobody died of COVID. And uh, one person did. It was a coach. He had pre existing conditions, he had comorbidities. But, you know, this has all been nonsense. The, the mask theater is a joke. We heard earlier from Ron DeSantis talking to kids on stage. I don't need this mask theater. If you want to leave the mask on, fine, but you don't need to leave the mask on. This is the, the guy who's in charge of the state of Florida saying, I feel no threat of the virus, so uh, take your dang mask off. Uh, you know, if you have a comorbidity or you just, you know, ignorant go ahead and leave it on that's perfectly fine joe biden after basically hugging everybody and glad handing people and bumping foreheads and stuff yesterday went to superior wisconsin despite proclaiming uh uh, during the state of the union that most americans can now go mask free for some odd reason he is continuing to wear a stupid mask on monday he wore a stupid mask all the way to up to his pupils as he got out of the helicopter, Marine One, and went into the White House all by himself, walking very stiff-armed, focused only on not tripping. And I'm talking about like physically tripping, not like tripping on something. Although you kind of wonder. But he was uh, he was in uh, Wisconsin yesterday delivering a speech, and uh, he uh, he said that the Capitol rioters killed five cops. That was uh, that was a lie. And he says that Putin's actions were inspired by January the sixth because the Russian president thought he could divide the West. And and here is uh, Joe Biden talking about the the United States and and the possibility of it being divided.
7: Vote in the United Nations to condemn Putin. Hundred and forty one countries voted to do that in the UN General Assembly. Several abstained. China abstained. Didn't sit, didn't vote with them. But abstained. India abstained.
1: We don't want to inter- you know, interrupt the flow of cash from China to your son.
7: Seven countries abstained. I think it was the number. They're alone. And they did what they did in my view. He did what he did because he thought he could split NATO, split Europe and split the United States. We're going to demonstrate to the whole world. No one can split this
1: country. You know. Um The last year, his entire presidency has been about splitting the country. On Monday, he said that people who do not agree with this uh, massive vote steal bill that they're trying to get through Congress, which is not going to go through Congress, uh, and getting rid of the filibuster, he said that anyone who disagrees with that, uh, they want black people's votes to not count. And then he has the audacity after calling us names for supporting Donald Trump or supporting voter integrity or whatnot, uh, Nazis or white supremacists. So I would say as far as uh, a split country, he'd be the man who already did it. And, uh, and if anything, uh, Vladimir Putin might bring us together. Although I really don't understand why the left is so against Vladimir Putin and his government because the left loves communists. The left, this is the dream. This is, uh, this is equity, people. This is equity. Everybody makes the sal- same amount of money in communism. I guess they don't like the way he's going about it. They, they would rather uh, turn a country communist by, I don't know, infiltrating uh, politicians on the Democrat or the left side of the political equation and, uh, and schools and then do it over a period of 40 years. But uh, now we're seeing that isn't exactly panning out so well. Not exactly. Despite the fact that Joe Biden can't put a sentence together, uh, despite the fact that the president says things that are outrageous and nonsensical, Nancy Pelosi says the problem is Vladimir Putin. And she thinks that he has maybe cancer or some sort of brain fog is why he's uh, invading Ukraine.
8: I don't know what is the matter there. I've talked to heads of state who have met with him, and uh, they just take... This
1: coming from the woman who stood up in the middle of the State of the Union right after Joe Biden was talking about burn pits in places like Iraq, and uh, rubbed her knuckles together and uh, appeared to be like moving her lips to get lipstick off of her teeth or something like that.
8: ...face value, the evil that he is putting forth is something that we have to deal with. They're not making a diagnosis of his health. Some people say he has cancer, and some people say he has brain fog. You know,
1: my, uh, my father had cancer, and he died of it in 1994, and he never wanted to invade an, a neighboring country.
8: ...from, um... Uh, COVID, uh, other people just think he's... A COVID
1: does make uh, lawmakers do a lot, of, a lot of stupid stuff, or even the threat of it.
8: Complete raging bully. But whatever it is, the people of Ukraine are paying the price for it wait
1: a minute wait a minute now this kind of makes sense joe biden said he's going to cure cancer
8: and uh, they Hold just on. take it face value Listen the evil that he is okay. putting forth is something that we have to deal with gotcha they're not making a diagnosis sure. of his health some people say he has cancer okay
1: and- there you go that's the reason why joe biden wants to cure cancer because he's afraid that cancer people with cancer are going to take over other countries I guess. And this is, of course, Nancy Pelosi talking about the mental health of, uh, of Vladimir Putin while uh, her commander in chief talked like this the other night.
7: We're cutting off Russia's largest banks from in the international financial system, preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russian ruble. R- ruble. We spent months building coalitions of other free-loving nations in Europe and the Americas to, from America to the Asia. I'm thinking this could be a brain fog. in African continents and the cost, the threats to the America. And America to the world. And the hair. Keeps and rising. Who may circle Kiev with tanks, but will never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, of course, who could forget the uh, pièce résistance at the end of his speech the other night?
7: Thank you. Go get him.
1: Go get him. Go get him. Let's hear it again.
7: Go get him
1: now my listeners yesterday said the reason why he said go get him is because it was something he wasn't supposed to say out loud it was on the bottom of the prompter as some sort of a note to secret service or you know maybe another person there to go get the president off the stage uh it did have people like andrea mitchell from nbc slightly flummoxed
6: i also think there was a, a strange moment at the end where he said go get him that was audible to the audience and we're not quite sure what he means. I think he's talking about Vladimir Putin and the bad guys over there, but...
1: I think he went on to say, end of speech, everybody
2: stand up. It's an ad-lib that kind of... Yeah, normally his clothes was, was God bless, God bless and that was soldiers. Yeah. I
5: think he was trying to buck up America and say we're there strong, the State of the Union is strong, yes. get out there, and you know, re- remember that we are strong as Americans. But By the yeah. way,
1: his COVID... Yeah, what, what is what is saying go get him uh, say about wanting Americans to be strong there? Really? Messaging was very strong. Yeah, his messaging was very strong. It, you know, it was very strong sounding. It did, didn't make any sense. That's the problem. Fallout from Joe Biden's State of the Union. Here are what lay people thought of it. He's
0: a hypocrite. All talk, no action.
7: A lot of mumbling. It was horrible. President Biden says the State of the Union is strong. What do you think?
1: I think
6: it's extremely weak. It's not. Where? Well, I don't see it. People
0: are still starving. I don't think
2: he's proven himself yet. Inflation is at an all-time high. Um, our gas prices are extremely high.
1: We'll need to bring back... He didn't really mention that a whole lot during the so-too the other night. Some of the, old, some of the old Trump policies, and we'll see how strong things really get.
7: President Biden says that he gets that inflation hurts. I
1: don't think he does. He hasn't been in the grocery store in, I don't know, 50 years. Do
5: you think he gets it? <laughs> no. Oh, he is a man of money and power.
0: Lord. Inflation doesn't hurt him. Probably doesn't affect his bank account too much, especially with all that money his family has in Ukraine. Oh. He lives sort of in a, a bubble and a
1: cloud in the sky and isn't here in this. Just because his son got a million dollars a year working for a Ukrainian gas company uh, with no experience in the gas and oil industry and actually no record that his son had ever been to Ukraine at all, and and uh, you know the laptop and the money going to a guy called Big Guy who you know is uh, was the. Uh, the vice president and is now the president and you know i mean that, that, that there's nothing going on there let's go to uh, james in albuquerque lovely albuquerque hello james and welcome to the show
0: rob thank you for your show greetings from the communist state of new mexico
3: <laughs> I, hate to uh,
0: hear that. I just wanted to say i think one of the options uh, in uh ukraine is to uh, assassinate putin that's yes. one option but of course. i kind of wanted to make a few comments about the state of confusion the other night when uh <laughs> Uh, Representative Bulbert, uh spoke out about the 13 military heroes um, when Lindsey Graham, under his breath, told her to shut up. And and also, you know, the the midterms in 22. I, I'm not I'm not real excited about it because we still have to get rid of a lot of people in the Republican side, like Mitt yeah. Romney, John yes. Thune, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, McCarthy. I mean, there's a long list. Oh yeah, but I, I agree. I just think these people is are, are just uh, you know they're not going to do a whole lot for us because McCarthy is is really an extension of Paul Ryan, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just you know I'm not that excited about it because they're gonna they're gonna you know and they're just gonna side with the Democrats when a lot of issues come up.
1: Well, you also, know, Alan, I, I understand. I understand your thoughts about same old, same old. I absolutely agree it uh, yeah. with it. And I'll play you in a second. Mitch McConnell yesterday insisting he's going to be this, uh, the the uh, the leader next year. Uh, right. I'll get to that in a moment. But there are a lot of people like uh, Jim Jordan and uh, MTG. There are some people in the party who are moving the needle on the rhinos. And you'll yeah. notice that I two of the rhinos gonna aren't going to be there. Two of the it big rhinos aren't going to be.
0: It's going to be a long road got to get rid of some of these people and, you know, guys like, uh, you know, who you mentioned or will, will help us out. But I think we're kind of we're, you know, we're outnumbered. But and also one more thing uh, yes, real sir, quick yes. is I don't think any of these senators should vote for this nominee for the Supreme Court that Biden puts forward. I just think uh, and that's going to be a clear example of what's going to happen in 22 if they win the House and the Senate is if any Republican votes for this nominee, uh, I mean, there's your sign, you know, like, uh, like they mm-hmm. say. It's just yeah, unbelievable sure. with these people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I get it. Uh, Alan, thanks for the phone call. But don't give up hope, man. I, you know, that one thing that really bothers me, I hate it when Republicans though, or, or conservatives just throw their hands up. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, you know what, really? If the attitude of the country was there's nothing we could do about it, we'd still be under British rule. Uh, honestly, uh, I just—I that bothers me, and, and I'm hopeful. I'm eternally hopeful. I'm not hopeful with people like Mitch McConnell. Here he is saying he's going to be the leader next year after the election.
2: If we're fortunate enough to have the majority next year, I'll be the majority leader. I'll decide in consultation with my members what to put on the floor. Let me tell you what would not... You
1: need to go bye-bye, sir. The American people are not behind you. The Republican Party party certainly is not. And God willing, you will not be in charge. Alan in Dundalk, Maryland, who'd like to comment today on uh, Ukraine and the Biden connection. Hello there, Alan. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show.
3: Well, thanks for taking my call, Rob. Yeah, bud. The war in Ukraine could be laid directly in front of Hunter Biden. Okay. Because if you were compromised... To such an extent where you were paralyzed, what would you do to Putin knowing that Putin could blackmail you into losing your presidency in 10 seconds?
1: Well, you would probably do your very best to placate him um, and maybe enter enter in some sort of agreement with him. Go
3: ahead. Which is exactly what we're experiencing right now.
1: Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, and I've heard that echoed before. That possibly uh, Joe Biden is working with Putin uh, to come into Ukraine and uh, eliminate any evidence of, you know, collusion between the president of the United States, the the son of the president, and and I I don't know if I'm down with that right now, Alan.
3: uh, You know, you you go ahead. Sorry. When you stop and think about it, how much money did? Hunter Biden collect from Ukraine, Russia, and China, and other facilities that we don't know about.
1: Well, we know, according to um, Peter Schweizer's book, that the, Biden, uh, the Bidens got $30 million from China, which is nothing to be sneezed at. And we know that China apparently had been working with Russia and had an agreement, I guess is what I've, I've heard rumored, that uh, they don't invade Ukraine until
3: after the Olympics. That was confirmed this morning, by the way. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. That was absolutely confirmed this morning.
1: I don't... You know, Alan, I'm trying to digest all this right now. Right now, I am looking it through the eyes of a former KGB official who looked at the USSR as uh, his glory days and would like to see that uh, rekindled, Um, and so that's still where I'm kind of believing. But I do believe also that there's a reason why Joe Biden is being so tepid with regard to sanctions. Part of it is the green energy thing, and part of it is, uh, I don't know, maybe part of it is some sort of collaboration or collusion or corruption with uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, with Ukraine, gas and oil interests, and the Biden family. Still a lot I don't of, you think know,
3: it's a collaboration. I know. think it's fear of destruction, fear of blackmail. Now, another real quick point.
1: You got 20 seconds.
3: Okay. Looking at Hunter Biden's timestamps, who was the big guy and what presidency was in effect at that time?
1: Well, big guy obviously was Joe Biden and uh, Barack Obama was the president.
3: Maybe. Well, who do you think it is? It was Barack Obama. You think so? Well, the big guy, and you look at the timestamp on those emails...